Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. A game warden's children's book, titled A Cowboy in the Woods, is a story of Bobby, a boy who spends the whole summer observing wildlife, writing notes in his notebook, fishing with his dad, and keeping track of all the animals in his neighborhood, while trying to solve a neighborhood mystery, what he discovers is more than just an appreciation for the natural world. The idea for this book came from Wayne Saunders' own childhood experiences, growing up and exploring the woods and streams and lakes and ponds of his native New Hampshire. The love of nature instilled in his childhood led him to a career as a conservation officer. Wayne Saunders is a retired lieutenant conservation officer from the New Hampshire Fishing Game Department. Lindsay Webb is a naturalist, wildlife biologist, and environmental educator. Together, they collaborated with wildlife artist Ashley Mares to produce The Cowboy in the Woods, the story of a boy whose love of nature leads him in unexpected directions. Available at wardenswatch.com and Amazon. Warden's Watch Podcast is now on Patreon, combining the Thin Green Line Podcast and the Warden's Watch Podcast on Patreon to bring member-exclusive extra content both video, audio, and with product deals as well. Become a member to support our podcast and get something extra. Search Warden's Watch Podcast on Patreon. We love our children. We protect them. We guide them. We prepare them for life in the world. With all that we do, from deep in our hearts, we cannot control all things. Life-threatening illnesses and disabilities affect far too many of our children each year. While we cannot change the circumstance, we can make dreams come true. Dreams to provide hope, to provide spiritual healing and strength, to provide moments of happiness and relief in the hardest of times. We can give a glimmer of light and hope in a time of darkness and despair. Join huntofalifetime.org to help make dreams come true, to provide hope for children with life-threatening illnesses and disabilities. 
Hunt of a Lifetime is a nonprofit organization fulfilling dreams for hunting and fishing trips to youth 21 and under with life-threatening illnesses and disabilities. Visit huntofalifetime.org to learn how you can make a difference. Please join me, Game Warden Wayne Saunders, and other Game Wardens on our adventures protecting wildlife, saving lives, and having fun, all while serving the public and the natural resources of our planet. Listen to the tales and experiences of those who work in the outdoors while being entertained with stories about encounters with poachers, wildlife investigation, murder investigation, near-death experiences, search and rescue missions, wildlife interactions from game wardens around the country and around the world. When I retired, I realized I couldn't let go of that legacy, but rather wanted to share the passion, the commitment, and the stories of those men and women that call themselves game wardens. This is Game Warden, Wayne Saunders, and this is Warden's Watch. Warden's Watch, episode 97. And we're nearing that 100, and we have a very special guest for number 100, so make sure you are tuning in to Warden's Watch 100. Three episodes away, that's about a month and a half away. So stay tuned for episode 100 and our very special guest. But this, episode 97 of Warden's Watch, we interview Brock Hoyt from Georgia. Brock's only got five years on and is the winner of what we call the Torch Award for the North American Wildlife Officer Association. Pretty prestigious award. The Torch Award is designed for young officers, for those guys that have the burning and make a difference in many different ways. And you're going to listen to this episode and Brock made a difference in a way that most young game wardens don't want to make a difference. Uh, Technical, um, paperwork-wise, streamlined, made relationships within the court system. And uh, you're going to hear all about that. So the cover photo, if you guys uh, actually uh, get a chance to look at that cover photo, is pretty impressive. Brock with all his awards on the tailgate of his cruiser. And uh, for a guy with five years on, um, yeah, he's got some some serious awards already there. And they're very, very well-deserved. I got to visit with Brock at the International Wildlife Crime Stoppers Conference, and then again, the North American Wildlife Officers Conference down in Nashville. And John Norris and I interviewed Brock, and that's when I had my uh, voice issues. So John did a lot of the questioning and stuff. So this is a really short one because Brock's only got five years on, but uh, I think it's a really good one too. And I think it's inspiring for all young wardens to Take an avenue that maybe you're familiar with or maybe you're not, explore it, see where there's needs to fill and flow, like John Norris likes to say, fill and flow. Episode 97, Brock Hoyt, Georgia. Congratulations, Brock. We really appreciate the work you've done down there in Georgia. So for this Warden's Watch, we have the opportunity to sit down with Brock Holt, Georgia Game Warden, who is this year's Torch Award winner for North American Wildlife Enforcement Officers Association, NAWIA. So everybody knows about that, and we're sitting down here at NAWIA with him. He's also the Officer of the Year for the International Wildlife Crime Stoppers, too, Brock. Um, 
that's that's a pretty cool honor. Once you get nominated, it starts rolling, doesn't it? And all these things go. Yeah, yeah congratulations, man. This is big. Yeah. Tell us about it. Absolutely, absolutely, pleasure to be here. Well, first of uh, all, let's talk about what the Torch Award is because I, it's a very unique yeah. award that Nauia gives out, and it's basically guys that have under five years on. But man, that the, the torch is a good symbol, I think, because a lot of guys with five years have got so much energy, so much. Yeah, they just they're burning, they're burning, and when they do that, we want to encourage that. So I think it's a very unique award among any 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 group. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I'm, I'm very happy that you know we does that, and they're recognizing you for that too, Brock. So yeah, they're they're definitely right on the money with that. Um, and like you said. You know, guys that are kind of in my age range in terms of uh, years on and experience, it really means uh, way more to, you know, be able yeah. to come and attend this for um, and meet with all the other states and, you know, kind of get that recognition to take back and um, continue that motivation to hopefully be able to fill uh, some of the command staff shoes, um, you know, further down the line and, and be able to uh, share the experience. So. Yeah. No doubt. And John, th- th- hey, thank you because I'm losing my voice for <laughs> being here. You're going to be carrying this podcast. I-, I think back to when we started and yeah. we, we were torches. I'm yeah, like, well, there, we I- were I want there. that friggin' award. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still want it, man. Uh, <laughs> These have old torch awards too, I hope. <laughs> yeah. and, and for sure, Brock, it's an honor to have you with us here today. Here we are in Tennessee. Tennessee's hosting the annual NOEA conference. And we got to put out to our listeners, we haven't had this for three years, mm-hmm. you know, with the COVID lockdown and everything and see a lot of young motivated officers you being at you know the top of the spear with that and these awards congrats well deserved but go back to what made you want to be a game warden in georgia and how that all evolved um before we get into what you've done as a game warden Mm -hmm. which is some really impressive stuff at a young age so take us back to the beginning in the wayback machine a little bit okay um i guess starting out as a kid you know just super passionate about the outdoors and uh as i got older loved law enforcement and then to be able to combine them both is just kind of a dream. Um, I'm originally a Yankee, so okay. Connecticut boy, nice. uh, born and raised. But uh, came to Georgia just seeking the opportunity to do this. And uh, I'm very thankful that they took a shot on me and just kind of hit the ground running when I started um, and had a lot of good senior officers to teach me the way. So got to give them credit where it's due so that worked out great did you have any mentors growing up did you meet a game warden at a young age or you have a father grandfather uh family members that brought you into the fold um i have several i guess family members and relatives that are law enforcement uh, that kind of guided the direction a little bit um i didn't have a you know a model game warden per se but i'm just kind of watching the shows on tv i've met some of the (laughs) The guys from Maine here um, that I used to watch growing up, right. so it's kind of funny North how things yeah. have, have yeah. transpired. Yeah. Um, but that, that kind of encouraged me, it's and cool. then just just got lucky with the opportunity applying. So you you did a pretty unique thing. A, a you cover Atlanta, right? That's correct. So that's the melting pot of Georgia. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Atlanta's part of uh, Fulton County, um, which is home to you know well over a million people. So to kind of navigate the, I guess, urban game warden life. Right. Mm. Um, a lot of challenges in terms of, you know, just you have to know your pockets, know your areas, where to go, where to be, um, just dealing with traffic every day, dealing yeah. with uh, the high number of complaints that we get. Yeah. Um, but it's a very rewarding place as well. You know, the, the activity, we have some of the most hunting in the state, some of the most sure. fishing, um, a, trem- a tremendous amount of boat activity on the Chattahoochee River, um, and then just... You know, our region in general, northwest Georgia is extremely busy. So it's 
always something different. It just depends on the day. And so. I bet a Yankee blends yeah. a little bit better in Georgia. <laughs> yeah. in Atlanta. Yeah. Funny, funny that you say that. I, I started out in the uh, very southern, southwest part of the state, which is extremely rural. So that was a big culture shock for me. Yeah. Um, but for them, too. Yeah, for, for them, too, for sure. New game wards in town. <laughs> yeah. oh, but uh, now that I'm in Atlanta, it's kind of, like you said, the melting pot. So it's yeah. just dealing with people of all different um, experiences yeah. and nationalities. So I, I was a park ranger in West Virginia mm-hmm. and they took a local boy and paired him with me to protect me. Because <laughs> <laughs> every time I opened my mouth, right. we, I, I got in trouble. Yeah, it's definitely crazy uh, when, when you're labeled like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you mentioned the challenges of uh, being an urban warden and still having a lot of traditional game warden, you know, species regulation stuff to do. Right. <clears throat> and coming from the Silicon Valley and growing up there and then being a game warden there and a lieutenant, we, people don't realize how much goes on in an urban environment when you have outlying rural areas. So I completely empathize with the challenges you're under and you're, you know, like every other department where you're doing everything for a big distance. You're probably short on bodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go through that. But you brought something really unique to your agency, <clears throat> that being fines and penalties uh, related to fish and wildlife related crimes and that was always a huge challenge for us brother mm. in the Bay Area California because that was like the last priority in the court system of oh this guy took one undersized bass why is it a $250 fine plus a penalty assessment and why is it a misdemeanor you know right. that's ridiculous right. they want to treat it like right. uh, you know a minor infraction and we we're constantly going through that battle of one getting it through the courts effectively mm prosecuted and getting adequate fines and penalties. And you kind of did the same thing in Georgia from the standpoint you were guys getting underrepresented. Mm-hmm. Tell us how that about, when did you mm-hmm. take that on and you know, what were the problems that led to that? I, th- I think probably uh, just to start the biggest thing that I've learned since, uh, you know, starting my career and now I'm in year five, um, you know, starting out, I didn't really, you know, you're shy and you don't yeah. want to make those relationships yeah. with, you know, local law enforcement or the court systems. Um, but ever since I got to Atlanta, I kind of realized the importance of that. A lot, you know, a lot of the court systems, they have no idea who we are, what we do. But, you know, I made it a point to talk to superior court judges, state court judge, magistrate judge, um, you know, get warrants signed and mm-hmm. kind of show your face in there. Nice. Um, know the DAs. And uh, that kind of just, you know, it opens their eyes. And mm. I have some of them tell me, you know, this stuff is awesome. Yeah, and it's just like kind of eye-opening that nice. you know that. Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over one hundred thousand boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. You know they care about this stuff too, so those relationships are huge. Um, in Fulton, I've actually uh, we readjusted the whole state court system with them where. Now they kind of have like a diversion hearing class where someone in violation of a law, even if it's like a fishing license, right, they'll have to pay a fine to okay. enter that class, which is mandatory. Nice. Um, and then the court will appoint someone to kind of run through all of our state laws, uh, what DNR does. And I've actually had violators come up to me after the class and say, this was awesome. Like, I, I think nice. everyone needs to attend this. So. That's a win right there. That's right. Yeah. And uh, it's, just, it's just been a good experience overall. Anyone else out there that's kind of, you know, maybe nervous to go into the court, they, they love state officers. They love game wardens. Right. You know, even in a huge place like Atlanta, 
mm. you know, if you make those relationships, it'll, it'll really help you out. So. Super cool. And is that happening statewide now since you started that in your county? Is it something that's um, spreading out? Because we never did anything diversionary program mm. stuff, and that's great, mm. is educating for the future mm. and, then, you know, basically deterrence, you know. Sounds like a very progressive, forward-thinking idea and, and building those bonds with, with game wardens. Right. For, uh, so I guess in the Fulton County area, I kind of had to start from the bottom. A lot of these other yeah, more yeah, rural yeah. counties um, kind of know who we are, know what we do. So they have their own, I guess, programs they have set in place. Um, so Georgia's kind of like a county to county. It's very different. Gotcha. But um, now Atlanta and Fulton uh, County has been a good learning experience for me. Cool. Just how we've come in terms of prosecution of things has, has been been huge. So. Yeah. Whose idea was that diversionary yeah. program brock was that yours or something you worked with a court on and uh, it was kind of a combination of both you know i, I kind of said uh you know we're submitting these tickets or submitting these cases obviously we have more severe cases that experience uh, a more stiff penalty we we had we've had multiple multiple meetings and zoom calls with them to kind of get where we are but like it just it just takes work if you show people that you care um in general you kind of get the the respect back so Hmm. Well, kudos for doing that. I mean, that's really progressive for a young warden to start, you know, and it's intimidating to go into, especially an urban area and a big court system, mm -hmm. start breaking new ground, you know. And, and we, we never want to start there. We want to go out and catch poachers. We, right, yeah, right. you know, I'm like, hey, well, he's in the court system. What's he doing in the court system? He should mm -hmm. be out in the, the woods beating the bushes, getting these guys. And right, right. so it's, it's, it's so different than what you did and you know, and to be recognized for it because it was so important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah and I'm well sure your done. administration was just like overwhelmed. Like this is awesome. Yeah, I think they've they've been appreciative. And you know, since then, you know, we kind of transpire. We, they can see our image there in Atlanta, and you know, now we're on these details helping Highway Patrol with things. Nice. Mm -hmm. um, and it just promotes a lot of different opportunities for us to be recognized and be involved in things. I think from that too, it also has helped us get. We're now working off-duty stuff as well, um, where I know a lot of other states don't do that too. Right. So just promoted a lot of opportunities and just a good image for the department to see, you know, us lead um, in such a major yeah. metro area. So. And how long have you been on Brock? Uh, I've been on for, I'm in year five now. Year five. Nice. Year five, yeah. Just getting the battle rhythm down, man. That's, oh, when yeah, things, yeah. that's when things really kind of peak, where you're confident, exactly. you got your skill sets, you know everybody, you made your contacts. Right. Knowing that, that you're at year five now, What's the biggest challenge you see going on in your county and if you plan to stay there and, and what you'd like to do now, say, for the next five or ten years in the, in the enforcement structure you have and the challenges in your particular district? Definitely, definitely would like to stay, uh, you know, within the northwest Georgia area. And I think the biggest challenge, just like in any other state, is uh, just keeping your agency relevant, keeping your officers yeah. par, keep those relationships. Some of these bigger cities and, and you know, some of the other states know as well. It just, you know, showing your face and um, just making sure people kind of respect the fishing game related things and respect other stuff that we do. And that will pay tribute um, at the end. And, and I think that will always really be the challenge, just promoting the brand yeah. of what a game warden is. So. Yeah. And I think you said it best. I mean, you use the word brand, and people are like, well, how is being a game warden a brand? But it is. It's just it is. like being recognized and having your brand go as big as possible. Mm -hmm. And we on the Thin Green Line have been underrepresented, you know, since day one. So we're kind of the underdog always climbing. And wardens right. like you and the good work you're doing and what we're doing, even having you on the podcast, yeah. is, um, is awesome for the outreach component to educate what, you know, the world 
Game wardens aren't just doing fishing license enforcement. We're exactly. not just burden bunny cops, man. Right. And you're showing that yep. in Georgia. Well done, man. Thank you. Well done. And, and I want people to know that too, you know. Stay in tune with some of the things you see on TV and Animal Planet's great. But when you see a game warden, you know, don't don't be afraid of us. And uh, yes, right. yeah. like you highlighted there on, you know, a fishing license check can turn into, you know, a lot more, you know, over the limit, drug case, et cetera. Yeah. So we, we really do do it all. Mm -hmm. And uh, the people that appreciate us and know us, you know, we, we, we thank them for that. So Yeah. Exciting, man. We're excited yeah. for you. and uh, This is great. Yeah. So appreciate you taking the time out and uh yep. sharing a very unique a unique thing that you did and hopefully we can inspire because that's happening nationwide mm -hmm. and, get and, that. and before we break mm -hmm. you're about to go compete in some games right here right at the noia conference what what are you going to be doing oh yeah uh so i got voluntold to be on the team here <laughs> just about uh, an hour ago it. um so we're, we're we're not we're not sure what the the skill set challenges are going to be but I'm um, looking forward to it, and it's been a lot of fun to be here, and thank you for guys having me. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Like we always say on the Met team, like we talked about in yesterday's presentation, fill and flow. And you don't know what to expect. You're just right. going to go fill and flow, and you're going to go crush you've been it. you doing yeah. that right. here. Appreciate it. <laughs> doing that Appreciate here. it, guys. Thank awesome. you very much. Thank you. Thanks for being on, bud. Yep. Good luck today. All right.